Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by my two newest brothers. Fellas, Dave and Joe, what is going on? Hi there. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It was beautiful weather here today. I played golf on uh, Sunday and uh, got out and was active. And uh, Actually, I ran to Publix because Dave and I had a conversation just last night about a hot sauce. And I was like, oh, I know. I'll run to Publix real quick because supposedly they carry this hot Did sauce. Did you get it? I didn't. But here's the worst oh. part, too, right? So the whole day I was like, I, I'm going to wash my car, get all this stuff done. And the second I had it in the garage, and I was like, oh, you know what? I want to get that hot sauce for dinner. So I ran to Publix. It's like three minutes from me. I get over there, and I walk out of Publix, and it is a monsoon <laughs> downpour rain. And I thought, not only did I come over here to get this hot sauce. But also, <laughs> I didn't get it, and now my car is all soaked that I just spent all this time detailing and, and, and you know cleaning and stuff like that. So, yeah, I didn't get it, man. And the one thing, too, oh. was I might have got over there and forgot the name <laughs> and was trying my best to, like, figure this out in my head as to what it all was. All right, in, in case you need it for next time you go, it is called Nando's. Nando's. N- N-A-N-D-O-S. Oh, like, like Nando's Perry Perry. And look, somebody knows what they're What's talking yeah. about. Wait, wait, yeah. hold up, hold up. What's, <laughs> how do you know about this? Because it, it's, a, it's named after a restaurant they have in D.C. They do. So yeah, I actually I actually have the sauce as well at my apartment in Virginia, which I've mentioned see, about a year. We've but. we've all got it. Like you got, Justin's yeah, you, the one yeah, missing out. Is it that good? Yeah, you're missing out, man. Right, it's man. pretty good. All yeah, right. the, the flavors are great. You got to yeah. go to one of the restaurants and try the restaurants. Pretty. See, I, I actually used to like work too. at one of the restaurants. Did you really? Yeah, back in Australia, um, like nice. 15, 17 years ago, um, I worked there. And, and I literally worked there because they had funny slogans on their shirts. That's why I chose to work there. It was my second job. And when interviewed as to why I wanted to work there, I said, <laughs> I just want to wear the shirt. <laughs> I got you the job, so, you know. I still, the have the, I still have the shirt the that player. I stole. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though, Dave. It's like I never experienced it till I went to the the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Mm-hmm. So I, they really weren't in the Northeast, like up in the, the I think there's, area. So. Somebody told me there's like one in New York. And up until recently, I had to get like the sauce sent in from Canada. Literally would get it imported. My my best man from my wedding would send me care packages of it, and uh, and then it suddenly appeared on the shelves. Go and get it. Is it tangy? Is it spicy? Is it what is it? They got all kinds of different ones. Though, it's, man. it's like it's rock star. Okay, all right, nah, I, all right. I'm going tomorrow. I'm gonna go to the next Publix right. down the road and, and see. <laughs> they looked a little bare on their uh, on their sauces today, so I, mm. I, I need to. But I will tell you this, man. I was at Publix. And it, it was like Disney hospitality. It was unbelievable today. Like I walked in and it was just, I felt like I was walking into the Magic Kingdom. I was like, 
you people are so nice. You know what I mean? I was like, thank you. Thank you. It's just amazing. So, yeah. It's where shopping is a pleasure. Is that the Not th- only that. That's the slogan, man. Yeah, that's the slogan. Shopping is a pleasure. And for their employees, it's where working is a pleasure. And I know this because I'm an employee of Publix. I love, see, I <laughs> now, now, Dave, is, is it true that they actually take good care? Because they're not publicly traded. Publix, they are not. So. They are a privately owned company. Right. And, but supposedly they treat their employees really well. That's what I have. Doing. I have worked at an exceptional company as everybody knows and i have nothing to complain about working at Publix either like yeah they they do a great job well that's good because they're they're our new sponsor that's why we're best best. i love Publix. oh dear i don't think that's what mr george had in mind when he created okay disney dads uh well guys you know we were chatting a little bit um we're chatting a little bit about what to do this week and the one cool thing about, you know, the three of us all together is not only our love for Disney, but our love for the history of Disney. Mm. And tonight, I really want not only the three of us, but you listening, our DDP family, to take a trip back in time with us. Let's head back to the Magic Kingdom and let's experience one of the greatest nighttime parades that's ever graced the streets of the Magic Kingdom, Spectrum Magic. <laughs> This magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell of light. Glimmering, shimmering, carouseling round the world tonight. A symphony in spectrum, magic, pure enchantment lights Welcome to the Splendor. The spectacle, the sparkling sensation, where the romance, the comedy, and the thrill of Disney fantasies come to electric life. Magic Kingdom proudly presents, in a million points of musical light, the magical worlds of Disney and Spectral Magic. Guys, this parade for me, this is my childhood wrapped into a parade uh, I remember sitting on Main Street with my mom and seeing this parade come down Main Street USA with Cinderella Castle in the background uh, with the, the lights and the music and the just it, everything about this parade screams nighttime magical at Disney I mean it's just incredible what are your guys experience with this parade so I will say this. This parade was probably, it kind of came out right when I was a very young, would I be a teenager if I was like 11 or 12? Is that really a teenage years yet or not really? Like nah, kind of, yeah. You're like a, yeah. But, what is that called, but like a tween? I guess, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of like where I think that this parade was like brand new when it came out. And for me, when I hear Spectro Magic, I'm thinking me as a young lad running through the parks with my cousins saying, Okay, I hear that music. Let's go hit all the rides now because everybody's watching mm. the parade. This is pre-Fast Pass. This is pre-Fast Pass Plus. That was the time you went and hit the rides up is when the parade was going on. Now, I will say this. 
doing a little bit of research to for this show because it's been how many years since we've all seen Spectral Magic. Um, I actually appreciate the parade now for what it was. I wish I would have appreciated it more back then. But for me, that's what I'm thinking about is running through all those rides when I heard that music come on. But it, it still gives me goosebumps to uh, to still hear like that music today. And as we were just talking before, we're all humming along in our head the, the music even as we're doing the show right now. Yes, we are. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think you were talking and I was still in, I was onto the Fantasia part. And... <laughs> yeah. um, so my experience with this uh, parade uh, is twofold. Uh, one is that obviously I only got to see it a couple of times uh, for during its second run uh, in the Magic Kingdom. Um, I was working on board cruise ships and I did training uh, in celebration during that time. And so doing the math on it, I'm like, okay, I definitely saw it, but I just, I think it was part of that first visit to Walt Disney Mm. World while I was also training to work for the company where I was burning the candle at both ends by sitting in classrooms and studying for tests and things like that for um, cruise ship um life and then um and then like jam packing my evenings with going to the parks and um getting up and doing it again the next day and so i think i saw it but i just don't think i appreciated it in much the same way joe didn't probably appreciate it um yeah because i was looking at the dates and i was like okay it definitely ran while i was there and i was in the magic kingdom at close but yeah I I don't think I appreciated that. However, the other part is that uh, having now worked in entertainment uh, in Orlando, I know many, many people who performed in it, who speak of it as their long-lost love that has coasted away into the distance never to be seen again and talk about it with reverence to the point that, like you can't say something negative about this parade. This is like, you can go, Oh, this parade has this, or this parade does that. Or, like Spectro is the one thing that I feel is held in reverence that and to a point that, yeah, you dare not speak ill of Spectro magic. You know, what's weird about this parade too, is like, it fits perfectly with my Disney timeline. So, because when it first comes out, October 1st, 1991, right? I would have been, how old were we, Dave? I would have been you, you, eight. You, well, you would have been younger than me. I was so younger you than you, so I was seven. eight. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and it you know it runs for eight years and, and gets me all the way through pretty much, I'm 16. You know what I mean? Like, those perfect Disney years, pretty much. And so I remember going to the parks and, and seeing this parade. I, I think I really, so I always enjoyed nighttime parades more than daytime parades. I mean, who doesn't, to be honest, if we're really talking about it. And then you fast forward to the second run, and it comes out 2001, right? And it goes all the way to 2010. Well, that kind of comes into my time with Katie, and now, like, maturing into adulthood and... Take, yeah, I know maturing is. Yeah, Let's still, not throw around big words like maturing. working on it. Okay, it's gonna <laughs> happen. But like taking Katie and Katie got to see this, you know, for like one of her first trips. So like this parade, whether it be the original run, or the secondary run, kind of went hand in hand because I kind of went on a little break there from like. I remember I went to the parks when I was sixteen because I did the uh, Keys to the Kingdom tour, and I don't think I went again until I was like nineteen. So which I, brings you in which brings you in break. right the second run 
There you go. You know what I mean? And it's just that yeah. perfect like little window that, that for some reason I it was like, what do you mean they're they're not doing Spectrum Magic? Well, I am boycotting Disney, and that's pretty much what happened for that. You know, it had <laughs> nothing to do with the other, uh, but that's what I did. That I believe that must have been why they brought it back. That's the two year hiatus we was we can't do with it anymore. Yeah, we can't. And, 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 and Justin, if you think about it, when this parade launched, <clears throat> in my opinion, this was during the Disney Renaissance, during yeah. the the, I, the original Eisner era, Eisner years, and and to me, I think some of the best years of Walt Disney World from like. 88 to like 90 mid 90s you know what i'm saying because after 9 11 you know it, it kind of quieted down things shut down while tourism was down in florida but like that late 80s early 90s era in walt disney world around the 20th anniversary around the opening of mgm studios epcot was kind of finding its own finding its own way spectro magic you got yacht and beach club opening up you've got boardwalk opening up that was just to me, the golden era of Walt Disney World, where just things were amazing. DVC was coming online around the mid '90s. I mean, this just fit right into like that that amazing era of Disney history, which is the, some of the best memories that I have growing up. And to me, when I hear this parade and I, and I hear the music, it just reminds me of all of like that just great time. I mean, that's really to me that, that's that's what it means to me. I think it was just an awesome time when it came out. Oh, you're spot the on. First run, the first run. Well, two like. Let's, we can't talk about Spectrum Magic without mentioning Main Street Electrical Parade because for some reason these two were just locked in this dance with each other to where like, all right, it takes over from Main Street and then Main Street comes back and then it takes back over from Main Street and then, you know, like they were just constantly intertwined with each other uh, on, on, on this this dance through the Magic Kingdom at night. And it's it's weird to see, you know, of course we'll get into what happened to Spectrum Magic and why I think the dance stopped, um, which is extremely sad. But it was weird to see these two parades, which one, look, Main Street needed a makeover after all the years it spent coming down Main Street. So Spectrum Magic, I think for a lot of people, was a blessing to get something new. Um, but you do have a few people out there, man, that say, nope, Main Street Electrical, that's where I want it. Where do you guys stand on the Main Street Electrical versus Spectrum Magic? Because I know you've seen Main Street. I, many, many times. Yeah. Um, I saw it during its last iteration um, and watched it innumerable times. Um, I mean, it had, for something that, uh, when did Main Street launch first? It's Main Street started in 70. Dude, it was if there. only we had Ever. handheld devices with you access right to now. all the information in the world. Main Street uh, ran in California from 72 to 96. Uh, da, 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 da. And okay. the neighboring da, 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 da. Magic Kingdom and ran between 77 and 2016. So, yeah, with major gaps in between. Right. So, and so, and then they would. Yeah, so and so I saw it. Yes, the 2015, 2016 years, right at the end. Uh, to, right at the end, and it it didn't even the video of Spectro captures you more than than I feel. Like it's just like the two are you're comparing two different things. Don't you think Spectro has more character to it? Not just characters, Definitely. but more character. Definitely. Like, Definitely. The story is... the. See, I, I love the story, and we'll get into the story of Spectrum Magic. The but, story, the theming, the technical elements, yeah. um, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a few moments as well, that that put it that much higher and above. And even compared to other nighttime parades that we see, because let's be honest, um, 
in what what would be a normal year, um, the Mickey's Not So Scary Boo to You Parade oh, it's, is it's hands spectacular. Down. Hands down. Yep, I mean, we all love it. We all appreciate it. But this was another step. Like yeah. there were so many things in this parade. There were so many great moments. Um, and yeah, I don't. I, you can't compare it to okay. anything, really. Okay, so Joe, we see Spectrum Magic. You know, Spectrum Magic, of course, everyone knows this is no longer in any Walt Disney World park, right? Correct. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit about why. Uh, but yet, Main Street Electrical still is. I saw Main Street Electrical literally leave the Magic Kingdom, and then a couple months later, I was in DCA and watched it come through Disney California Adventure. Um, so, like, I've seen it on both coasts. Like, that's almost like seeing your ex-girlfriend with a new boyfriend. <laughs> a little bit. It is, isn't it? What a great comparison. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Especially when he's like ripped and really, really a good looking dude, too. He's like, oh, man, you know. Oh, he's got new, they got new, uh, you know, guardians over there and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where Main Street Electrical, I think, has its place. But I just think, for me, Spectrum Magic is, it lives up to its name. It's magical. And, you know, as you go through, the one thing I really enjoy about Spectro is it tells the story of, I think, overlooked Disney classics more than anything else in the park really did at the time. I mean, think about, let's, let's start, let's, let's, let's just roll through the parade, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're talking about it, it of course begins, um, with, you have the trumpeters and, and then Mickey comes through, um, and the whole story of it is that, uh, the Spectro Magic Men, I guess they're called, is that, was that, is that, am I getting that right? Spectro Magic Men? Spectro Men. Spectro Men, that's right, yeah. Um, them and Mickey are, are coming together to create Spectro Magic, you know, to, to fill the streets. And you get the worlds of music from Silly Symphony, Symphonies coming through right after Mickey. Silly Symphonies does not get enough representation in any Disney park. I have that on VHS, by the way. (laughs) I have Silly Symphonies on VHS, so it's amazing I actually know what you're talking about. 100%. I mean, one of their challenges, obviously, is that they are shorts. They're not necessarily like a full animated feature, per se. Um, But, I mean, they were some of the groundbreaking turning points for animation during those those early years and where walt was literally like changing the way animation was done um you've got um pivotal moments like the old mill which was the first use of the multiplane camera and then also um flowers and trees being the first uh use of um color mm-hmm. um yeah. and uh, um being introduced into it and so like the the these animations are really important to the history of the company and for them to get like a some representation let alone an an incredible lit representation is amazing it's one of those things too where like it's a it's a great mixture like you get those silly symphonies where uh you get like mickey and the beanstalk you get the harp you know uh, one of the harps i think is in that from from mickey and the beanstalk um I think I'm remembering right. I'm remembering off the top of my head. Uh, but also, you you have paired with Goofy is there, kind of orchestrating all the music, orchestrating the dance that's going to be uh, following him. 
And Chip and Dale playing the piano. I will never oh, forget. Goodness. Never forget with the C and the D sliding up and down the piano, and like that's just so amazing. Chip, Chip and Dale playing the piano. It, uh, the first thing I thought of, I, listen, it's watching it again. It's been years, right? It reminded me of like just Chip and Dale as like Elvis impersonators, like in amazing Vegas, you know, <laughs> with, with the lights. It was it's awesome. I'm like, this is absolutely spot on amazing with the lights going down like the back of their. I don't want to call them capes, but whatever they were wearing, it was just, it was awesome. Well, too, like before we get any further in the parade, imagine the the uh, everything it takes to put this parade together. You know, everything's got to be seamless, like the lights, the characters, the music. The like it's it's Disney at, at, at its best at storytelling. I mean, it's absolutely perfect through and through. I mean, think about if one float goes out. You know, you lose the magic for the parade, but the it's just perfect. Every time I've ever seen it, it's a perfect representation of Disney magic in the parks. So one of the things that I liked, and in, in, in if, you, if you were to watch it, if you were to watch this parade today and watch it from one single perspective, like just say on video, the one thing I noticed about the storytelling is that every single time of a new float came through, you heard that... It was like it, it, the music reintroduced you. Okay, now here's the next thing. And when that float came through, there'd be characters on it. They would have a, a different kind of tune, you know, a different theme song playing through it. And then the next float would come through, be like, it's like it kept reintroducing you to like yeah. as the story went on. And I just thought like that was one of the things that like I, I noticed. It's like wow, they're really doing a good job of like reintroducing all of these characters that are coming through as the show went on. I mean, I just thought that was amazing. Well, the the the, the great thing. Too too is like there's a simplicity to the soundtrack that i think it's not, is it's, it's, it's not crazy is it? yeah it, I, I think the simplicity of the soundtrack compared to some other things where it's over the top and has its loud crescendo moments like this one is a repetitive kind of just melodic feel all the way through but it tells the story perfectly and it's 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 absolutely a great fit for this show um you, all right i, I got to ask you guys a question cuz we can't go past the silly symphonies and the first one of the first things you see without asking this question. Okay. I will give you a car from Tomorrowland Speedway, okay? Or a whirly ball to drive around the Magic Kingdom. A light up whirly ball. You know what I'm talking about? Where they would sit on top? Yeah. Which one are you taking? I mean <sighs> I'm, a, I'm going to take the whirly wall for two reasons. <laughs> a, it's just fun and ridiculous. Uh, and B, um, I don't want to have to put up with the smell coming from right? the back, from the yeah. from behind on the starting on to, the You're starting to see like literal spectra magic in front of you because you're just you know, um, inhaling fumes. To that point, to that point, there is, I've watched, I think, four or five different videos from different points of view. And there is one video which is um, the final performance in 2010. Yeah. And if you get about three minutes into it, three to nearly four minutes into it, um, you start seeing those whirly balls come through. And um, there, there's some final performance um, shenanigans that are taking place. <laughs> and some of the whirly balling got a little overzealous. Um, and it's well worth watching. Because you know it's the last time they're, they're, they're like, all right, this is the last time we get to drive this. I am they're like, going, I'm they're going like, crazy. Right, they're like, what, what, what's, what's going to happen? You're going to tell me I'm not going to do it tomorrow night? Yeah. I know that. <laughs> Joe, what are you taking? 
Well, I'm, I'm also the guy wearing the Daytona International Speedway hat. So even though we're talking about whirly balls, I'm going to have to go with the car. I'm sorry. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm, I'm inhaling the gas fumes. I'm taking it to Berlin Speedway car around Parkville. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm biased. So. No, you're good. You're good. I, I know it's a All Spectrum right. Magic show, but I, I'm taking, you know, you put me in a race car anywhere. I don't care. He so. likes the fumes. Oh, I do. I like it, man. Dude, I smell racing. I smell racing gasoline, man. I'm just like, oh, I get goosebumps. So, <laughs> dude, I, I'll take I'll take the whirly ball any day. Of the week. You know how fun it would be dude, to like just they're like, OK, a random Saturday in June. We're just going to let you drive a whirly ball down Main Street USA with no warning. And you're just going down through and everybody's clearing out of the way. And you're just like, ah, you know, just, oh, I'd love it. Oh, I'm down any day of the week. Um, I had to ask that because that's one of those things where I think I did watch it and go, yeah, I want to do yeah, that. I do that. <laughs> that's one of those Disney things like, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. Uh, but we fast forward to, of course, the wonders of Sleeping Beauty's Garden. I mean, look, it's it's uh, it's the all time classic. If you if you know if, if you're looking back, I mean, it's 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 for me. I love Sleeping Beauty. Like I love that story, and I love the story of Briar Rose, and and uh, and you of course get. Uh, what are the three? Uh, Dave will know this. What are the three uh, uh, fairy godmothers? Flora, fauna? Flora, Fauna, and Mary. There we go. Uh, there we they go. each get their own float. Right. Well, how cool I is mean, that? Like sometimes they have to like hoof it and walk the whole way, and then like <laughs> like for this one they were like, no, you each get your own. Like talk about giving them some representation. Well, and they're all oh, they're all based on their own color too. You know, like right. they're they're they're. Turn it blue. Make it, make it, you know, make it pink. Make it blue. Yeah. I'm totally glad you asked Dave that question because I just had in my notes here, fairy godmothers, and I, I would not have known the answer to that. Good. So. Doing great. <laughs> I knew, I knew he would have that down. I'm a, Justin sees me looking at my notes right now. I'm like, <laughs> so, so I got to ask though. So it's one of those things where, as you look at this parade, it is a bit sporadic in the, like, the piecing together of certain characters with other ones, right? I mean, you're always going to have... But, um, well, let me preface it with this. So, if we look forward, like, to parades, you know, let's say a couple years ago, everything's very put together. Like, the princesses have their float, and the villains have their float, and, you know what I mean? Like, each thing has... This one, it's kind of more like, eh... We'll do um, Silly Symphonies, and then we'll throw in Sleeping Beauty, and then randomly we'll throw in this, and, you know, so. I guess Silly Symphonies, and then throwing in, like, Little Mermaid characters, and then you're throwing in, like, you know, uh, you know Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at the end, I mean, so I, it's all over the place. Do you think it's one of those things, though, where, like, so Little Mermaid would have been, like, right around that time that they had mm-hmm. to pay homage to the massive movie that's about to come out? And that was in the beginning of the parade too. I mean, so that's right after like Mickey was coming down, and I mean, it was, if I'm not mistaken, that was in, towards the front of the the show, I believe. It's the right middle. Yeah, it's, right, it's the middle. Okay, right smack. It comes. Middle. It's let's move on to it now because I don't think there's a whole lot is there to move on to, to add to Sleeping Beauty's Garden. Did you have anything, Dave? You want to add to that? Just that it's really well done. It's beautiful the way they yeah. lit the and um yeah. I mean, given the and giving all of that the beauty of a, of an incredible movie brought to life okay so i gotta move on to one of my favorite parts of this parade okay for those of you who know me i love random i love random (laughs) i'd love it the fish like opening unit that comes through yeah for the uh (laughs) for the fantasy the little mermaid's ocean 
like the giant fish. Yeah, I love that they gave them like <laughs> seven of them. They're like, should we put a giant fish just to make it to? Hey, you're under the ocean. Nah, oh, we'll do three. No, 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 no. We need That's like seven. Too subtle. No, no, no. Let's make a line of huge fish with huge eyes that move, like these massive, you know, eyes. I love it. I love over the top. I mean, it's a parade. Maybe, Now's the time. Be over the top. I love maybe it. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody like misordered, and they were only meant to order one, and they read it as as a seven, and they went, ah, we got seven of everything now. I think this is just one of those things where at the time. You know, Disney Disney uh, animation was in like a funk there for a while, and all of a sudden they have this influx of money coming in, and Eisner's like, "Give me seven He just pounding on his desk. "Give me seven fish," and it's like, you know, <laughs> give me. He's like, "Give me three godmothers, seven fish," and yeah. It's just a time and, when Disney was actually plussing things and not taking things away. I mean, they were amazing, everything right? was going. I mean, even how long this parade is just in general compared to things that are now, it's like it's not even close. Yeah, man. And I mean, the other part of it is, let's look at what those fish are attached to, because um, as we just mentioned, like, we were about to hit the new renaissance of of Disney animation. Hold on, I'm sorry. Renaissance? Renaissance. There we go, okay. Let's not pick on the accent. Moving on. <laughs> um, but it and they knew it. They they realized that this was the beginning of of something big. Like they had brought back um, Ashman and um, to, for the music. Yeah. And, and so they knew that this was um, between Menken and Ashman. They were like, okay, we've now got this train. We have stoked it with coal, and it is heading forward. So we're going to cash in on this we're going to saturate it we're going to throw it at our guests and let them enjoy it because yeah like it was the beginning again of the of the princess movies that came through the 90s and they were like let's do it rock it out this doesn't have anything to do with with uh spectrum magic <laughs> can you imagine the classic disney music we would have gotten with howard ashman if he had <sighs> if he had been around there's I've got a really quick story. Yeah, go ahead. Um, um, there's, uh, there was a bonus features VHS, here we go, um, of Beauty and the Beast um, that was released in probably the mid to late 90s as part of like the second release of it or something. And in this, they talked um, about some of the moments of it. And, um, and they talked about how Howard Ashman wasn't able to be in... Um, LA for the recording and um, they did one of the first bi-coastal sound links um, because he was uh, too sick to fly and um, and Paige O'Hara is and voices and all of these people are recording stuff and they couldn't hit one of the notes it wasn't with the orchestration it wasn't sounding right and they were like they were like and they'd done numerous takes, and they said, Howard, we know you're really sick. Um, do you have any feedback for how we're recording this? What can make it right? And he leant into the microphone that he had, and he goes, Streisand. Yeah. And they, and she goes, oh, I know what to do. 
you sing it like Barbara. And she hits that note, and it's the recording that you hear. And, like, just the... I remember watching that in my late teens and hearing about how this man can direct with one word to achieve the sound that he was aiming for. And, like, you look at, like, what he did, what he contributed to, and where he then directed Disney movies. I mean, not only that, I mean, Broadway and Little Shop of Horrors. Stage productions on cruises, stage production. I mean, like, it's it. Without Uh, Howard Ashman, you don't have any of that. And just changed the trajectory. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. And so, yeah. So they were, they were, if if you're listening right now and you do not know about Howard, go right now and, and just Google and watch videos and, and because. Call me. We'll yeah. have a chat. It's, um, <laughs> he he had more influence over the renaissance of Disney animation because look renaissance whatever yeah uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the without those songs God, it's right. it's not uh, it's not what it is you know yep I mean watching All him right. watching him you know bump 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 and he's showing like showing him how to hit the note like, oh. All right, we'll move on. Uh, we should probably talk about Spectrum. We should magic. probably go back to Spectrum. We'll do a whole show on this. Uh, the we finally get our first villain. We're rolling through Spectrum Magic uh, with Ursula. It's amazing. Like even yeah, take a whirly ball and <laughs> then combine it with one of the great villains, and you have. I I think I remember that more than anything else on this parade when I was younger. Like that, I've got one other thing. It was larger than life. Like it was absolutely huge when Ursula is coming down and moving side to side, and and it, just incredible. I mean, just incredible. You're afraid of her. You're afraid of her. I'm still afraid of her. You kidding me? <laughs> she has eight eight tentacles, man. I'm not messing with her. That's true. You know, that big wart on her face. <laughs> <laughs> mole, 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 mole. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah man, it was. Uh, I mean, Joe, you you got to admit, dude, this was, this is what Disney needs with the next. Because look, at some point we're gonna get another nighttime parade. Fingers crossed. I mean, we're all sitting here. It's like it's been Hopefully. it's been now five years since we've had a nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom. So we are at some point gonna get a nighttime parade. For Disneyland keeps stealing our stuff. They need to cut it out. Um, Stop it. And when they do, make a villain section and remake this exactly like it is you don't have to change anything put it just like that because it's <laughs> he just wants a whirly ball it's perfect it's perfect absolutely perfect it, and there's such a push for like the the villains you know it yeah. wasn't supposed to be like a villain's park at one time and these are kind of things that like they're already been created they're already in the table you could take this like original design you know they said no no idea ever dies with disney right it's always put away somewhere or whatever so this is something that's already been created just recreate it but make it even better i mean it's there's no reason why you can't do it but um yeah i mean it, it, this seemed like you know just talking this was originally like some of the original ip right the parks right these were like these were the movies that were out this is when little mermaid was like the thing right but i think it was so refreshing that these ips were like they, you found these in the parades. They weren't injected in every single attraction that you oh, were I agree. at. Yeah. They, they weren't in every single hotel that you were in. So when you saw these IPs during the parade, it was that much special. And I think that's why you have such fond, we all have such fond memories of Spectral Magic, essentially the characters as we're going through, because this is when we saw these these characters. We didn't see them on 9,000 T-shirts and on Magic Bands and on every ride that we were with. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a, It was a special time. 
what what effects do you think that the electric water pageant had on Spectra Magic and on Main Street Electrical? I mean, it's a, it's an opening day. I mean, of course, it's seen upgrades and it's seen you know all this stuff. But you know, it 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 starts October twenty fifth, nineteen seventy one, with the water pageant. You got to think it has to play some role in this. I mean, I assume. Well, first of all, it wasn't that the theme music was very similar. It was the same theme music, right? That the electrical parade took from it, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think so I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but facts um, are I mean, This was the, 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 this was the uh, this was the standard, though. This was, and the fact that it's still around today. This was maybe a test case about like you know light transitions and how they work and what you can do and. You're doing this on a floating barge. If you could do this on a floating barge, you could do this on a vehicle down Main Street. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think it had a lot to do with it. I think this was a basic. I wanted to say this before. It's it's the Main Street Electrical Parade. There was an innocence about it, and it's the same thing with the the Electrical Water Pageant. There was an innocence about it. It was amazing for the time. the The technology was amazing at the time, and then when it went to Spectro Magic. You could see a difference about how the technology was just upped. Mm-hmm. It was taken to the next level. So I believe that yeah, it had a lot to do with you know the transition between the music tying in with the lights and, and how everything worked, tied in together. I think it yeah, I think it had a lot to do with with Spectro Magic and how even things are even done today. Well, don't you think too that th- this is the perfect lead up to a Kiss Goodnight, which is you know something that every Disney fan longs for and loves. Whenever you have a nighttime parade, because it's this, and then it's you know fireworks over Cinderella Castle, um, but yeah, seeing Ursula will bring it back around. Seeing Ursula is the first villain. There is over the top, larger than life, amazing, and then you get the Little Mermaid, you know, and you get three separate floats there um, with uh, with Sebastian, you know, doing his thing. Uh, now, originally, I believe the first iteration Sebastian was a puppet, and then they ended up changing him to a um they changed him over to a audio animatronic uh whenever they read so they had 18 months there and they they did make some upgrades um one thing we we didn't see there um uh we had man which one was it oh i know who it was the genie replaced roger rabbit yep yeah so they they did definitely made some changes you know in uh in who was there and characters and stuff like that so uh, very very um, cool, but yeah, you get you get Ariel. Here's go ahead. Here's what I here's what I will say is we're talking so much about Ursula. Um, I feel like Ursula in this parade is really just a a precursor to take you into my favorite villain appearance. Mm. Are you take because, take it away? I know exactly uh, where you're going. Let's roll one into because, it yeah. because because from Little Mermaid we roll literally uh, into Fantasia and. The opening wings of Schoenborg from Night on Bald Mountain blow me away through a video. So, like, he, like, I think that that movie and that scene might be one of my first <gasps> moments as a kid and, like, that I couldn't get past, that I couldn't, like, and seeing it in the park, like, more Fantasia. Well, we said it earlier. It's larger than life. You know what I mean? Like, and not only that, it's an introduction for kids who maybe didn't grow up watching that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they they grew up, you know, now getting into Little Mermaid, getting into the stuff that was happening at the current time. But all of a sudden, you have silly symphonies, Sleeping Beauty, and Fantasia. 
boom, 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 with a little mermaid sprinkled in there. That's incredible, man. That's, to be honest, it's a pretty brave move on Disney's part because I'm sure some people were going, who's Chernobyl? Who is that? Who is that? Freaky. And, and then you go and you watch and you're like, that may be one of the best Disney villains ever. Of he all might time. be too scary to bring bring him today. It might be people would be like, "That might be too scary for kids these days." I don't know. You know what I like about it's, the? You know what makes that float work perfectly too? I'm sitting here watching it right now. I've got it on my other computer right now. <laughs> I've got it in front of me. I'm watching him come down Main Street with the Pegasus going by. Is the simplicity they did with the lighting? They let yeah. his eyes be the focal point. Like the wings expand. He's huge. But when they expand, you start to see those eyes, and you're just like, oh, and the, the steam's coming out, and it's just, dude, that's a uh, that's a heck of a float, man. That is a heck amazing. of a float. I mean, those the glowing and the mouth is glowing. That's it's imp- <laughs> I know it's impressive. It's it's yeah, yep. So so that, yeah, you can, you can have Ursula. I'll I'll have Shannonborg as my favorite part of this. Don't you feel like he's misunderstood? Look at him. Don't you think oh. he's just trying to wrap you up on a chilly, you know, Orlando evening, maybe in a December? Just wrap you in his wings to keep you warm and safe. Okay, he invites a lightning storm and brings it down upon you. Let's not get too late. <laughs> he, he was the original upside down for uh, <laughs> for Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, uh, dear. Well, you know what? We are. Uh, he's, he's quickly chased away by a couple of our good pals. Pluto... Uh, we get uh, the big bad wolf coming down, which that was my scariest uh, moment in the Magic Kingdom was the big bad wolf during this parade. He ran over and jumped right in front of me, and I remember I jumped <laughs> like crazy. You know, he has those big big clawed upper feet, and uh, he made that big sound. Um, but You're then, still scarred to this day. I'm still scarred to this day. I can't I go to <laughs> I just can't do it. When when you tell stories like that, when a person tells a story like that, I always I always think to myself that maybe there's a cast member who has been retired for like fifteen years who is sitting back and goes, <laughs> "I scared that kid," or he's going like this. He's you know he's older at the time, and he goes, "Gather around, grandchildren. Let me tell you the tale <laughs> of the child I scared." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get uh, we get coming towards towards the end of the parade. We have the world of dreams and a grand Disney cavalcade um, with all kinds of great characters. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the kind of randomness of this parade. Um, like I said, you have Pluto, you have the big bad wolf, you have the three little pigs coming through, um, and then you go straight to Cinderella. <laughs> and then I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place, but I'm okay I'm- with it. I'm going to teach you a terminology. I don't know if you know this, um, and you'll never look at it the same again. Um, Character flood. Just, just a, just a, uh, just, just, just throw them all. What are we, what are we throwing in here? Like, and sometimes it's random, and sometimes you're like, oh, there's nearly a theme, but there's not. Okay, like, you you ready? I'm going to roll through. So we, we just talked about. Check this out. You ready for this? We just talked about an entire parade, right? We're mm-hmm. on the last little bit of this parade. I'm going to go through every. Uh, I'm going to go through every character that is there, and I think I've got them in order here. That is there after you get through with a Fantasia scene. You ready? Go. This is this is just after that, the last little section. The Big Bad Wolf, Brer Bear, Brer Fox, 
Pfeiffer Pig, Fiddler Pig, Practical Pig, Jacques, Gus, Prince Charming, Cinderella, Alice, White Rabbit, Queen of Hearts, Mary Poppins, Peter Pan, Mr. Smee, Snow White, Grumpy, Doc, Bashful, Sneezy, Sleepy, Happy, Evil Queen, Captain Hook, Dopey, Pinocchio, Geppetto, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, Pluto. <laughs> Is Jiminy Cricket in there? I thought he was somewhere in that parade. At the very, very end. But they, I thought so. They transitioned him, though. He to a uh, to a uh, uh, um, they they got rid of of the character like being in it. Now you just hear the voice, and I think it's an audio animatronic or something at the very very end of the of the float. So, um. one of the versions that I've got the printed uh, scripting actually has that that first voice we it hear is. is Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, it is. I think you said Mickey, and I was like, I don't well, know you if that's see right. Mickey first in the parade. Oh, okay. But you hear but Jiminy. Yes. Jiminy says, and and you heard it earlier on the on the uh, on the sounds here. He says, "Welcome to the splendor, the spectacle, the sparkling sensation, where the romance, the comedy, and the thrill of Disney fantasies come to electric life." And now, the Magic Kingdom proudly presents, in a million points of musical light, the magic worlds of Disney and Spectro Magic. Love it. The world does not have enough Jiminy Cricket in it. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, agree. I mean, think think about think about it, right? I love Jiminy Cricket, right? And the only place I can ever think about seeing him at Walt Disney World is either on the in-house channels or on the golf course when he reminds you about your pace of play. I'm oh, dead serious. That's right. <laughs> he's he's very big with the Disney golf with like pace of play and, and about etiquette and all that stuff. But like, when do you ever see him in the parks? Ever? You never see him, and he's he's amazing. Just, just very saying. rarely. He does hold a special place at the Disney Company. They, Love him. they. I mean, his voiceover, like if you remember, um, for Wishes. Yeah. He was also the voice oh, yeah. for Wishes that would make an appearance there. Um, but his, um, one of the things that he's actually used at for is often found in backstage areas, um, and he is the symbol of being good to the environment mm, okay. uh the word for it is environmentality um and jiminy cricket is the ambassador of that and he'll sometimes make appearances for different things with regard to that but yeah he's not somebody that you can find out in the parks very often and that actually makes true. a lot of sense dave because when they incorporate him with the golf course they incorporate him in a lot of like the gps screens it's uh, obviously the golf courses are a, a lot of autobahn wildlife sanctuary areas and they talk about you know pace of play you know re replace your divots you know don't litter the golf course you know leave the wildlife yeah. alone i mean things like that so that yeah. makes actually that actually makes a hundred percent sense that tying the two together because yep. i always wonder like you never see him around except like there but that makes that makes sense now so that, that's kind that. of amazing. his that's kind of his i love theme. him too i, I love he's a fantastic character I, I wish i saw more of him i really do he's he always looks so smart <laughs> he knows what he's doing he's hanging in the background you know He's dressed up. He's doing his thing. So, um, I was just looking up something. Uh, it just hit me. I'm sitting here watching this. So the last couple floats, they changed from, they changed from from, you know, just white light, to all of the colors of the rainbow. Right. I mean, just absolutely, just beautiful. Do you think at some point, a future Imagineer is sitting watching this in the early '90s? And goes, ooh, we should make a restaurant on a cruise ship called Animator's Power. <laughs> ooh, all right. I mean, it's the same premise. That was that. That was then being built in the mid nineties. Yeah. When this was hitting its stride yeah. on its first iteration. Hmm. Just mm. food for thought. Interesting. Interesting. You do um, see a lot. I mean, you know this. You know this better than anybody. You do see a lot of carryover that may not be obvious, but a lot of ideas carry over from 
the parts oh, to the cruises to you know so who knows interesting and just and just that we had discussed this on a previous show where you know disney cruise line had the animated portholes yeah and now you're seeing that with the galactic uh star wars galactic hotel you're now seeing it with space 220 restaurant that that technology that's been uh, there for a while within the cruise line now being adopted over to world and on land like oh we could do this with this and then we could we could vary it up and do all kinds of stuff with it so yeah you're 100 right seeing uh you know conversion and like i said no no good idea goes to waste within the within the Disney company. Yeah, 100%. So while we're talking about that, um, I thought I would peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, and I did some research uh, and asked some questions and reached out to some of my friends who were performers um, in this particular show because I was watching it and I went, who's responsible for the change? Mm-hmm. All right, so the floats, uh, to the best of my knowledge, from what I could gather, were pre-programmed okay. um, and were synced. However, the individual costumes and performers, that, like what Dopey was wearing and what, um, what all the different characters were wearing, um, actually were operated by the person. Really? As part. Man, um, can you imagine if, you if you're were- the one that forgot? If you watch very closely, there's uh, I bel- it is my understanding there's a small controller in their hands. Oh yeah, makes um, sense. And they practice to the point that if you play that track to some of them, they will still go and change, and change. And um, they I also heard some stories um, from um, some of the performers talking about. Um, that there was an enormous amount of time spent looking at your fellow performers and going, lights! (laughs) (laughs) You're not changing, you know what I mean? Because somebody forgot. That would be me, man. I would would completely forget. I'd just be sitting there and be screaming and be like, hey, hi, you know? Like, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, Yeah, but I thought that was really interesting because I was like, early 90s, they didn't have the technology. Nowadays, I would assume if we were, you know, it would all be pre-programmed. But like even, and you could run it off an RFID, um communicator between all of them yeah. so that they all it all happened simultaneously but they didn't have that and now dave, so, dave let me ask you something so you reached out uh, to some cast member friends that you know former cast member performers friends that you have i wonder if something now these obviously performers have moved on since they performed back in this parade i wonder if they look at the performers today and are just like yeah, they got it easy. We had to do this. We had to do this. We had to hold this controller in our hand. They just go and they just perform. No, we had to do all these other things at the same time. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I wonder if it's um, if they've kind of got that. They look upon their their fellow. It's like a next generation like, type thing. Yeah, like a next generation thing. Saying like, That's... yeah, you know. I wonder if they it actually within that circle, you know, that fraternity that they have those conversations or at least they have those thoughts. That sounds like a Patreon episode. I like that. We can do that. We'll save that. Yeah, we'll save that for Patreon. Uh, <laughs> absolutely perfect uh, perfect uh, transition there too um, let's talk a little bit about why why we don't see this anymore I mean you talk about a, a sad story you know talk about if we, there should be a documentary based on this um, you know it's I, I, I don't I don't ha- I don't I can't say this is obviously what happened I can't say this is dead on um, but speculation is that these floats were went into storage and then they were moved to an outdoor storage area. And, um, you know, Florida is a, a brutal place, man, in the summer months with the heat, the humidity, the rain, the storms, the, you know, yep. 
and uh, these these floats were destroyed, um, almost all of them. So we we lost it, Spectro Magic it, to a really bad, poor decision. It's the age-old problem of maintenance and upkeep and focus on these things, because particularly with something like Spectro, which has lights and paint and all of this going on, and moving floats and electricals and all of this, like, yeah, like things have to be focused on and taken care of because they fall into disrepair very easily. And yeah, that's my understanding as well. You know, so I've been in the garage where they keep the floats, parade floats, because when Mm. I did Keats the Kingdom, we we went back there. And you're able to see the parade floats and stuff like that. And it just makes me so sad to think that this... These amazing floats that, you know, had a home in a garage that now we're just, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the bunny in a Muppet Christmas Carol that gets kicked out in the snow. That's sad. And, <laughs> who is who is also one of my favorite and he's characters. He's just the greatest. What's the look down on the beast of team? He's just the greatest. And it's just like, why are you so mean to this bunny? Like, why are you so mean to Spectral Magic? Why is it getting kicked out? I don't understand. The, the hope in his eyes as he turns back to the door as Scrooge throws, throws the, the wreath the at reed. him. <laughs> and it, like, takes him out. Dude, when he's shivering <sighs> in the box, I, I makes me want to cry to this day. Like, I just can't. Fills and that's heart. what I feel like, Spectral Magic. I feel like those, those poor floats are out there just sweltering in the summer <sighs> sun and being rained upon and just, just dying. I mean, they're just dying. I'm- I mean, it comes back to the constant challenge of Disney and space and where to put things. And, like, in order to look after it, they literally would have had to build its own uh, its own storage facility. Should have done it. <laughs> would have been cheaper than pl- to build all new floats. They got plenty mm-hmm. of room back there. Yeah, it's Walt's <laughs> whole thing. That's why we have the Florida projects, because they never run out of space, you know? terrible yeah man it's a uh, it's sad yep. so but th- the question is this so this happens and then a few years after that you get these amazing um um little pieces of the parade that you can buy did you all did you ever get any of this like it, so it came in a pin um it's a piece of spectro magic history collection uh, in 2014 and uh, each month, a one limited edition Disney pin was released, and it contained different original elements from the uh, former Spectro Magic Parade. I, 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 I've never. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna search for one of these. I'm gonna search on eBay, see if I can get one of these, because I want one now. Now that we've done this show, I want it, and then I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna hide it somewhere inside a building at Magic Kingdom, and so that way it's housed forever in the Magic Kingdom. Inside a building, not outside. Safe and sound. It, it, it'll get cleaned yeah, up. Yeah, no. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. I, I have some people that would definitely want something like that. You let me know if you can find it. I definitely will. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a search. Well, guys, I tell you what. Look, this parade was the backdrop for many family vacations. Uh, creative memories for not only myself, for you guys, for a lot of our DDP family. And it's been one of those uh, uh, memories that's been awesome to go back down. It was funny whenever we were talking about this, when we're, Dave and I were chatting about what to do this week. And um, I started humming Main Street Electrical you know, uh, music. He's like, no, it's Main Street. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I looked up Spectro, 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love this parade. You almost forget it. You know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, but it was so good to watch these videos over and over again over the last couple of days and to dive into the history of it and talk a little bit about the characters and how it worked and, and uh, why it was there and why we lost it. And uh, the one great thing that I will say about this parade is a lot of people in our Disney family took lots of pictures of these floats and lots of pictures of these characters as they came down Main Street. And one of our favorite things to do every week is do Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Well, guys, we're missing uh, Mike and Jay tonight. You know, uh, Mike normally does our transition there and uh, missing him doing that. And Jay is down in the world, you know. It was a beautiful uh, fill-in. It wasn't quite as gorgeous as Mike's yeah. uh, introduction, but you did. I, a great I, job, I, right? I've only practiced yeah. for the last seven days, so uh, immediate feedback. It was right. It was right. Thank you. It was right there. Uh, well, guys, let's uh, let's dive right into this. Uh, Dave, what's your pick of the week? Um, I'm going to go with. Um, my good friend Charles, um, keeping it Disney by uh, getting some uh, Disney on ice. And I mean, Charles is an incredible photographer who has some great shots um, and obviously came to play and took his camera and had some of his great lenses um, capturing some great Disney on ice moments. Yeah, man. Uh, Charles is so nice. Too. Charles lives here in Char- uh, Charles lives here in Charleston. There's a tongue twister. Um mm. He he sent a message and uh, he had two extra tickets and, and invited Riley and I, and I had oh. people in town and I was golfing already or I would have I would have taken him up on it for sure because I would have loved to have gone. I love Disney on Ice. We've gone a few different like, times. A lot of fun. Like there there's about I don't know ten or so photos into and please go and flick through it if you haven't already. But ten or so photos in there's a picture of Belle like. Off the ground, like yeah, perfect. in full spin, um, just capturing that moment. And yeah, some incredible performers and some great shots. A really, really good one. Uh, always puts up good pictures. Joe, yours? So uh, I picked uh, one from uh, Dana Frappier, and I hope I pronounced her last name right. And she decided to uh, head over to Gideon's and get her hands on a few of the cookies there. And I feel like this is right now, this is almost better than getting a boarding group for rise of the resistance if you can get in and get some of these these cookies so uh what she posted was uh she described well she first got she uh got some chocolate chip cookies and cream and peanut butter crunch cookies from gideon's uh she describes them as unique uh the insides are unique and they're tasteful so uh yeah shout out to her for actually uh I don't know if she rope dropped Gideon's to get these or she had to get in the virtual line but they look pretty good i haven't tried one yet um i don't think i'll Wait in an eight or twelve hour line. I'll take her word for it. But uh, hopefully one of these days when the lines calm down, I could uh, experience these uh, for myself. But she was nice enough to share it with our Disney dad's family. So uh, Dana, thank you for the uh, photos. Yeah, man, they look amazing. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as it's it's lower weight, I'll I'll go. You know, maybe I'll grab a beverage and wait in line for Gideon's. I could I could do that. Uh, or guys, six pack. <laughs> my pick of the week is easy this week. I'm going with my brother, uh, Jason. Uh, uh, Jay is is down there for a long long vacay with the family. And I tell you what, he is posting some amazing pictures. Um, but my favorite is he is on a um, – he is uh, out by the water, and he, he looks like he's about to catch the boat. And it's, it's a morning. Uh, it's, it's at the poly, and there's, there's a haze over the water. And you can tell I, – I know Jay better than I know just about anybody on planet Earth. And that moment right there in that picture is Jay's happy place. Cup of coffee in hand. 
and a little peace and quiet, just him and his thoughts, uh, and you know, inviting us into it there with a picture. Uh, so, can you imagine how many benches he has already sat amazing. on? Amazing, incredible, uh. incredible. <laughs> it's, it, it, he loves it. That's that's his that's his jam, man. Uh, yep. Um, and so, I Jay, I I hope you ha- are having an amazing time. I know I chatted with you a little bit, uh, trying to bog you too much, but um, hope you have an amazing time, brother, and spend time with the family. And uh, I um, I'll, after 22 days, I'm going to start to get a little uh, teary eyed missing you. So hurry home, man. Just uh, you know, don't be gone too too long. Just you know, have a blast, but come home, um, guys. So much fun tonight. Uh, Disney Dads family, if you have not done so, make sure to go over and join our Facebook group, Disney Dads Podcast Family Facebook. Uh, That's where we do all of our picks of the week, where we discuss uh, all the topics. Everyone spin up those motivational posts. Uh, It is the most positive Disney Facebook group that is out there. It is all positivity, and that's the only way we'll have it, and that's why we love, love, love our DDP Facebook family. Uh, You can also check out all of our shows at our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. Dot com and uh, our emails are there disney has podcast at gmail.com and dave and joe have their emails up and going you have D- uh, disney dad dave at gmail.com disney dad joe at gmail.com and of course you know the three me mike and jay uh we all have ours there as well if you want to reach out to us my last and uh final thing for this evening is right now you get your phone in your hand go to itunes if you like what we're doing go ahead and slap us five stars and uh, give us that virtual hug it helps us grow this community and that's what we are trying to do is reach more and more people with that disney positivity every single day dave joe such a blast dude doing spectro magic tonight talking about a uh, a parade that is gone but not forgotten joe closing uh closing remarks for the ddp family maybe a little about spectro magic there yeah just saying that it, it, it was fun doing the show tonight uh, like i said we're all fans of Disney World. We love Disney, all things Disney. And hearing certain sounds, seeing certain sights brings back great memories. And for me tonight, uh, reliving reliving the memories, reliving what I saw, what I experienced, what I heard, it was some of the best vacations I ever had was during that time period. And I really enjoyed uh, just going through that again and also learning a lot from you guys, learning from Dave, some of the behind the scenes. I know what a character flood is now, which is awesome. And uh, But yeah, it was a great show tonight. I really enjoyed it. And uh, shout out to Jay down in the world. Enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy the weather. We're having some great weather here in Central Florida. And uh, shout out to all the Disney Dads family out there. We love you guys. Dave? Um, as I said at the top, this is this subject has been one of those things that has reverence attached to it and uh in all shapes and sizes whether it be cast members uh or guests um there's so many magical memories attached to this one parade that graced main street usa for such a period of time Mm -hmm. um and came back for a second iteration and i i I thoroughly enjoyed talking about it and um and giving me the task to ask some questions and maybe bring in um, a different perspective. And I, I, everybody who's seen it, like, you never come across somebody that goes, oh, Spectro. No, that's that's not how it's done. Um, and, um, and yeah, I would love to see people's memories of it if they've, um, when this drops, um, show us some photos, show us some throwback. To, to some old school film that you had to wind on. Yeah, there you go. Those are great, man. You, yeah. 
<laughs> um, and yeah, like it's it holds such a special place. Um, and thank you for letting us talk about it and share it with everyone. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, DDP family, thank you guys so much. DDP patron family, stick around because we are going to be talking that amazing Jungle Cruise news, uh, or not so amazing, depending on your opinion, uh, and uh, getting into that on the patron side a little bit. And for everyone else, have an amazing week. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys, I'll see you real soon. Have a good night. Cheers. Have a good night. So long. I'm Jiminy Cricket and Spectral Magic. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.